Hello, I'm Jonathan R. Allen. Welcome to my Learn Civil War History podcast. Hold the high ground, fix bayonets, and keep your powder dry. Let's get started and have some fun learning about the Civil War. Freedman Jordan Anderson writes a letter to his old master. Is episode 7 of the Learn Civil War History podcast. Who was Jordan Anderson? Jordan Anderson was born a Tennessee slave around 1825. When he was only seven or eight years old, he was sold by his first owner to General Paulding Anderson of Wilson County, Tennessee. General Anderson then gave Jordan to his son Patrick Henry to be his servant and playmate. Patrick and his slave Jordan were about the same age. Patrick Henry grew up to become known as Colonel P.H. Anderson. Jordan grew up and married Mandy. Jordan and Mandy had 11 children. Jordan was Colonel P.H. Anderson's slave until Yankee soldiers camping on the Anderson Plantation freed him in 1864. The Civil War was over, and the slaves were free. Colonel Anderson's plantation was in bad shape after the war. He needed help, and he was in debt. The 1865 harvest season was coming soon. Anderson had to have the crops harvest income, but he could not do the work alone of bringing in the crops. In August, Anderson sent a letter to Jordan, desperately asking his former slave and childhood playmate to return and help with the backbreaking work of crop harvest. In response, Jordan Anderson dictated a scornful, humorous and mocking letter to his former master. Jordan's letter to his former master was published in the Cincinnati Commercial and the New York Daily Tribune, making Jordan a media sensation of his day. Eventually, Colonel P.H. Anderson had to sell his plantation at a fraction of its worth to pay off debt. After that, he soon died when he was only 44 years old. Before I recite Jordan's letter, here are some explanatory notes. George Carter was a carpenter. Miss Martha is Colonel P.H. Anderson's wife. Miss Marcy is his daughter. And Henry is most likely Patrick Henry Anderson, Jr., Anderson's son. Matilda and Catherine are Jordan Anderson's daughters, who did not go to Ohio. Valentine Winters was a banker and friend of Jordan Anderson. Beginning Jordan Anderson's letter to his old master. Dayton, Ohio, August 7, 1865. To my old master, Colonel P.H. Anderson, Big Spring, Tennessee. Sir, I got your letter and was glad to find you had not forgotten Jordan and that you wanted me to come back and live with you again, promising to do better for me than anybody else can. I have often felt uneasy about you. I thought the Yankees would have hung you long before this, for harboring Rebs they found at your house. I suppose they never heard about your going to Colonel Martin's to kill the Union soldier that was left by his company in their stable. Although you shot at me twice before I left you, I did not want to hear of your being hurt, and am glad you are still living. 
It would do me good to go back to the dear old home again and see Miss Mary and Miss Martha and Alan, Esther, Green, and Lee. Give my love to them all and tell them I hope we will meet in the better world, if not in this. I would have gone back to see you all when I was working in the Nashville hospital, but one of the neighbors told me that Henry intended to shoot me if he ever got the chance. I want to know particularly what the good chance is you propose to give me. I am doing tolerably well here. I get $25 a month with victuals and clothing. Have a comfortable home for Mandy. The folks call her Mrs. Anderson. And the children, Millie, Jane, and Grundy, go to school and are learning well. The teacher says Grundy has a head for a preacher. They go to Sunday school, and Mandy and me attend church regularly. We are kindly treated. Sometimes we overhear others saying, Them colored people were slaves down in Tennessee. The children feel hurt when they hear such remarks, but I tell them it was no disgrace in Tennessee to belong to Colonel Anderson. Many darkies would have been proud, as I used to be, to call you master. Now, if you will write and say what wages you will give me, I will be better able to decide whether it would be to my advantage to move back again. As to my freedom, which you say I can have, there is nothing to be gained on that score. As I got my free papers in 1864 from the Provost Marshal General of the Department of Nashville, Mandy says she would be afraid to go back without some proof that you were disposed to treat us justly and kindly. We have concluded to test your sincerity by asking you to send us our wages for the time we served you. This will make us forget and forgive old scores and rely on your justice and friendship in the future. I served you faithfully for 32 years and Mandy 20 years. At $25 a month for me and $2 a week for Mandy, our earnings would amount to $11,680. Add to this the interest for the time our wages have been kept back and deduct what you paid for our clothing, and three doctor's visits to me, and pulling a tooth for Mandy, and the balance will show what we are in justice entitled to. Please send the money by Adams Express, in care of V. Winters, Esquire, Dayton, Ohio. If you fail to pay us for faithful labors in the past, we can have little faith in your promises in the future. We trust the good maker has opened your eyes to the wrongs which your fathers have done to me and my fathers in making us toil for you for generations without recompense. Here I draw my wages every Saturday night, but in Tennessee there was never any payday for the Negroes, any more than for the horses and cows. Surely there will be a day of reckoning for those who defraud the laborer of his hire. In answering this letter, please state if there would be any safety for my Millie and Jane, who are now grown up and both good-looking girls. 
You know how it was with poor Matilda and Catherine. I would rather stay here and starve and die, if it came to that, than have my girls brought to shame by the violence and wickedness of their young masters. You will also please state if there has been any schools open for the colored children in your neighborhood. The great desire of my life now is to give my children an education and have them form virtuous habits. Say howdy to George Carter and thank him for taking the pistol from you when you were shooting at me. From your old servant, Jordan Anderson. This concludes Jordan Anderson's letter to his old master. After becoming a free man, Jordan eventually lived in Dayton, Ohio, where he worked at various times as a janitor, carriage driver, and attending to horses in a stable. In 1894, Jordan became a sexton at the Wesleyan Methodist Church. Jordan Anderson died on April 15, 1907. Thank you for listening to this Learn Civil War History podcast. More podcasts are on the way. In the meantime, stop by my LearnCivilWarHistory.com blog to learn more Civil War history. Fix up some coffee and chew on some hardtack, but don't break any teeth and look out for weevils. We'll soon visit again. At ease.